Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And today, as we continue in April awesomeness, uh, we are joined by special guest, Matthew Molden. Hello, hello. And the originator of the idea to begin with, B. Wesley Vance. Hello. We are in round two. We've gone from 32 liturgical days down to 16. And and the first round, really, uh, as you were with us last week, was filled with uh, very few upsets, although a couple of matchups got closer than we had anticipated. Uh, As we move into round two, uh, things get harder. The the more we try to vote, the more... uh, the, the days shrink and shrink and our matchups get more intense. So uh, as we have been doing these last two podcasts, uh, what we're going to do today is, is go through the eight matchups that we had in the round of 16, let you know uh, how those matchups turned out, but also give you a sense of why people chose what they chose. We asked you this time on the, on the, the voting form to, if you wanted to, Give us a sentence on why you picked what you did. And so we're going to share some of that as well. And, and I got to say, it was a gift to be able to read through those responses and get ready for today. Uh, just one piece of housekeeping. I'm the only one who's seen our responses. Melissa hadn't seen them, Matt hadn't seen them, and neither has Wesley. So uh, this puts me in the fun position and you get to see uh, how they react to all of it along the way. So uh, matchup number one, just to get us started, Easter versus Transfiguration Sunday the number one overall seed. Uh, and, and as we begin, why Easter or Transfiguration Sunday? Um, the, the, the response that I love seeing was, I love coming to the sunrise service and seeing the sun come up and remembering that Christ rose for me. There is something powerful about literally seeing the sun rise on the days that we celebrate the sun rising. Uh, and, and then somebody else tapped into a bit that lives in all of us, celebrating good food, happy day. Keep it simple. Let's have it go. I like it. Yes. I won't lie. So like, I'm, I'm going to be that person. I did not think I would be spending as much time considering between Easter and Transfiguration Sunday as I did. Um, even though we know like a one seat versus a 17 seat, it should seem like a pretty easy like lineup and answer to it. But what I will say is, is, Transfiguration is kind of critical for Easter to mean all that it means. So anyways, I'm just saying I did wrestle with it more than I thought, even pitting something like Easter and Transfiguration. And I'll say you're not alone. Uh, It was not a a complete blowout. Well, it was a blowout, but it was not unanimous in favor of Easter. It was something that people wrestled with. A full 10% of our folks voted for Transfiguration Sunday. Um, But that does mean 90% of the folks voted for Easter. So Easter moves on to the Elite Eight. Uh, If Easter didn't make the Elite Eight, it would be quite a uh, surprise and, and quite an upset. Our second matchup is Christmas Eve versus Holy Saturday. Uh, Another one of those matchups that can probably have a little more drama than you might expect. Uh, As you shared with us your feelings about this matchup, um, we got a comment about both uh, Christmas Eve and Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday is the place uh, where there's some deeper awareness of the story of God's redeeming work and our role in it, right? Our place in in that kind of sitting in the in-between. Um, but then there's also the comment that the spirit of the Lord also fill always fills my soul during Christmas Eve. 
there's something about that moment that is just so, so good. Uh, For me, I will say, I'm just going to keep inserting my opinion here, apparently, this morning. Uh, for me, it was it was a it was an easy choice between these two. However, what I will say is I think Holy Saturday gets overlooked too many times. And I know, I know there's a lot. I know there is a lot on Passion Week, but I think there is something really powerful and potent when we sit and give space. It's the time in the liturgical calendar where we say, it's okay if you have doubts. It's okay if you get confused. Like we give space for that within our liturgical calendar. And that's on Holy Saturday, because we're not supposed to know the end of the story. We do, but we're allowed to sit in the unknowing. Anyways, but that's my opinion. Hunts on that day. I know, which also makes it hard because we're we're really happy clapping. You don't want to like force upon the children egg hunt. Like they open all their eggs and they're empty. Yeah, we're confused too. That's the point of the day. Goodbye. That'd be the worst <laughs> egg hunt ever. This is why some churches do those egg hunts on Palm Sunday, right? It's a day of happy clappy celebration yeah. and it and it works okay that way too. Um that the holy saturday egg hunt where if what would if we do two one year right where one is the official deal and one is just that we're going to confuse the children and we only advertise one publicly and just you know, terrorize our own children privately with the with the holy saturday egg hunt how amazing would that be well, um, from, a, from a staff perspective i think it'd be hilarious well, I thought we could just torture our kids i mean the vances have enough that we could get good reactions so <laughs> Oh, and I think, good. you know, I think, Melissa, in the last couple of years, you know, you've done a, a great job of, uh, or the church in general and, and you, I think, have, been, have done a great job highlighting Holy Saturday and making that be something that uh, is brought to the forefront. And it's not just, okay, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then let's skip Saturday and go to Easter. We've at least brought up the fact and allowed people to have the opportunity to have those times of prayer and, and all those sort of things and uh, come to the realization of you can sit here and pray and think and do this stuff you don't have to, you know, there was a time when Jesus was actually dead that, the, the, you know, his disciples and Mary, and they, they just, they didn't know what was going on. And like you mentioned, we do get to re go to the back of the end of the book and read and see what's happening, but they didn't get to do that. They had to, you know, they had to sit in that pain for a whole, you know, uh, and just wait and pray. And that's all they had. And so I think Highlighting that uh, is great. And I think going forward, continuing to highlight that Holy Saturday, and even though it is one thing more, um, that's okay. You know, that's okay. We can always have one thing more, especially if it draws us closer to Christ and uh, and how, how his actual time on earth here was and everybody else's. Well, and I think both of y'all highlight incredibly well that as much as we'd love to believe that there are so many times in our lives where we know how the story is going to end, there's a lot of times where we're sitting in that that liminal space, that in between, that limbo, and and that Holy Saturday can give us um, a, a way of entering that and knowing that you know it's okay to to be hanging in midair here, to not know how the story is going to end, and and to trust that God is with us even in the midst of that uh, is powerful. All that said, Christmas Eve kicked its butt. Uh, <laughs> 9010, uh, no surprise in favor of Christmas Eve. Uh, our third matchup is the three seed Palm Sunday versus baptism of the Lord Sunday. This was one where we, we wondered last week if we'd have a little more uh, of, uh, of a little more competition there than we might have expected. Um, 
but uh, and, and we will see that in just a second but i this one i think had the best comment of all time or at least in this group why palm passion sunday or baptism of the lord sunday three simple words begin the drama <laughs> it's so true i'm assuming they're talking about palm sunday yeah. but uh you know that whole enter into the story bit um i mean unless they meant it as like you know if they're looking and reading the gospels through the lens of a soap opera drama which you could because you know mary joseph that's not my kid right like and baptism of the Lord Sunday really is the big reveal to everyone that God is the father. Like that could be the audience reveal, but no, I, I do think, I think we're right on when we say it's a Palm Sunday. Coming in 2022, when Daniel was on sabbatical, the gospel as a soap opera brought to you by <laughs> Pastor Melissa. Um, be a great sermon series. I'm not preaching it. It'd be, um, fun. It'd be so fun. It could be. It could be. Um, um, so matchup number three, right? Palm Sunday, baptism of the Lord Sunday. We wondered if there would be competition here. We wondered very incorrectly. 90-10 uh, in favor of Palm Sunday. Uh, it continues on. So far, we are chalk. Our bracket is as chalk as can be. I wonder uh, if the same 10% that keeps voting for all of the underdogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't so. know. It's, it's possible. Um we're, we're the, I'll say these last five matchups that we have are where things get really interesting. Okay, uh, bring them on. So, matchup number four, right? Ash Wednesday versus Trinity Sunday. Ash Wednesday, right? We we know it well. Trinity Sunday, as Melissa shared last time, it, you know the Trinity is tattooed on her, her forearm. forearm. I just right. looked at my arm like this isn't a medium where like people are just gonna be listening. listening <laughs> to Look, it's right here. <laughs> um, when we asked people why Ash Wednesday or Trinity Sunday, right? Uh, it was shared that ashes being put on my head give us give me a profound invitation to remember what God went through for me. Um. And again, it's also a place where God is present as those ashes are placed on my forehead. Melissa, I'm sorry, nobody else chimed in with the, I have the Trinity tattooed on me or, you know, Trinity Sunday reminds me of this. It's, it's all Ash Wednesday centric and the matchup does okay. conclude it's 70, 30. So it's getting closer, but Ash Wednesday does move on. Your tattoo okay. swayed 20%. Yes. So we got our 10% underdog bracket and then the 20 percent that we swayed Matchup number five was interesting we talked a lot about how in the course of this we ended up with lent versus advent you know over and over again in round one in round two here we've got good friday versus the first sunday of lent right the culmination of our lent journey with the very beginning of our lent journey um except for ash wednesday right uh and, and we had a lot of conversation last time about you know which one would sit more fully within people's headspace Spirit. and heart space yeah. um and, and i gotta confess i was wrong when i said palm sunday had the best comment oh why good friday or the first sunday of lent has the best comment in the presence of a anonymous um google form people found the space to be completely authentic and honest and, and i'd wonder how many people it feels this way for they said good friday is miserable 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I actually talked about this uh, last week. I can't remember. I'm thinking we kind of went down this path a little bit. I was saying it's kind of it's dark. Some people want to pass that part over, you know. And, and if we didn't mention it last week, I'll you know obviously right now. Yeah, I mean it is miserable. That is not something that people are super excited about going to. You just kind of want to skip again to the end of the story because we already know what's going to happen. Um, and that comment, you know, really doesn't surprise me. Although I love Good Friday and I love, uh, you know, just the path that you, that take, that whole week takes. Um, I love that part of it. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's all happy. You're right. It definitely is is a very sad. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that I would call it miserable, but I can definitely see how some people would feel that way. You know, I mean, it's essentially a funeral. And those are not those are not fun. They they are they are miserable. Growing up, I didn't my church didn't celebrate Good Friday. Um, I only remember one time that we did Monday Thursday as a big thing. So like it wasn't until Wesley started working here that we did Good Friday as like a, a big deal. Um, so that's something new to me, and it is something that I've learned to enjoy uh, having to run eight hundred different light settings for Wesley during those services. Uh, but you know, it, it is sad. It is, but it's also dramatic and we like drama. So. Well, I find for me that yes, in the moment it, it can't, I mean, miserable is, is probably is a decent word, right. In terms of the misery that, that we can be brought to, but the joy of Easter is substantially more profound in the years where I've allowed myself to fully sit in the pain and the heartbreak of good Friday, right. Uh, the brokenness that is there. Um, the joy of Easter is substantially better when we're able to fully experience that. And in the years where it just kind of gets glossed over or the, the nature of the church life means that we move it immediately from the end of the Good Friday service into setting up for Easter before we even go home, you know, when those things happen and you're not, you're not able to sit, kind of like we talked about with Holy Saturday, when we're not able to sit in that moment, um, Easter doesn't lose its power. But at the same time, it's not all that it can be for me personally than it is on the days and years when Good Friday really is a place where we can just um, sit with it and, and know that it's pain we don't want. But at the same time, it's real and it's there and um, God is working in it. Yeah. As someone who also didn't grow up, well, I didn't grow up in a tradition that, you know, practiced any of these you know pieces of the easter story and i will say practicing them bringing good friday monday thursday holy saturday into practice did transform like full out transform easter for me the story doesn't and that's the like beautiful and crazy thing about anytime we come to these holy um moments within our liturgical calendar is it doesn't change the bottom line meaning of the story at the end of the day but it does deepen them and i know that like analogy i started using in my own life for it is i went from easter being like sweet and low sweet like there was just this artificial um sweetness about all the joy and all the like green cute little hills with a pristine little cross on them and easter egg hunts and all of this to easter being this like oh my goodness i have a god that lives and it like 
it became honey. It became real sugar. It, it became this story of, of this is how far God would go to meet us and save us and love us. Like this is the extent of that love. So it just, it, it really does. It just, it does. It transforms it and you don't get it if you don't have Good Friday or yeah. the first Sunday in Lent because Lent ushers us into it all too. Right, right. <laughs> we did. And, and the, the final comment on Good Friday was Good Friday is easier to remember than the first Sunday in Lent. And, and there's a level of truth to that as well. Um, as you might expect, Good Friday wins the day, but this time it's 70-30 in, in favor of Good Friday over the first Sunday in Lent. So there are... Um, some additional folks looking for here. And here, it, again, these last three, it gets even more interesting. Maundy Thursday, the sixth seed, versus the first Sunday in Advent, the 27 seed. The one who we thought was, or at least for me, in my bias, uh, was underseeded, right? This is our our Cinderella story here. Oh, um, wait, the first Sunday in Advent is the 11 seed. You, you messed up. Okay, well then, Melissa mislabeled it on my deal. Then my bad. it's still in this thing. Oh, and Melissa under the bus. Okay, that's it. That's it. She made the Google form this week. Um, on your actual brackets, it is correct. Yes, yeah. okay. which I did not create. Considering it fine because I'm trying to keep up. I wasn't here last week. So Monday, Thursday, the first Sunday of Advent. This is the Sunday where we light the first candle, right? It ushers us into this birth story, the first Sunday of Advent anyway, this birth story of, of Christ and invites us into this season. And um, and Maundy Thursday is, is the night where we remember and celebrate Jesus washing the disciples' feet and sharing uh, in Holy Communion. It's kind of this ushering in of this foundational practice of what it means to follow Jesus. And two huge Sundays, right, that are two huge days that that bring us together. Um, the The comment that jumps out here is why Monday Thursday or the first Sunday of Advent. One word: food. <laughs> I'm assuming that's in favor of Monday Thursday. Um, you know, but uh, I'm just I saying. I want well, you know, that might be a good question of I wonder if it was a family voting on that because you know our children's ministry does an incredible feast for our kids oh, yeah. on Monday, Thursday. However, I, I am curious to see if Wesley's um prediction starts to play out in this moment of do people want to seat a lot of these um practices and high and holy days on a Sunday because it also has the weight of this is the practice that we return to for worship versus this is going up against something that has Thursday of all days on the calendar in its name. Yeah. And again, growing up, like this is the first church that really practices Monday, Thursday routinely, annually. Um, it was just a random, we felt like doing it this year type thing that my church growing up did. Um, and I grew up Methodist, so, uh, you know, this is a new tradition for me in my life, new being, you know, 15 years, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, those two coming together, right, that uh, foundational Sunday morning, hard to think through in some ways, our experience of Thursday, Maundy Thursday during Holy Week without it or with it, right, uh, you know, it's, 
I've served any number of churches over the years, and every church, as Matt, you mentioned, every church kind of has their own kind of unique Holy Week pattern that is built on, um, you know, kind of a history of, of who's been leading those services and who's got passions in what spaces and ways. Um, yeah, you have Ash Wednesday, then you have Easter, and in between is a maybes. <laughs> yep, so yep. See, we are higher in the, like, you know, we talked about, I don't remember it was last week or on the first episode of it, you know, that Cleburne, First United Methodist Church of Cleburne, we are not the highest of holy of traditional services. Like, you know, we don't process in, we don't, you know, we don't have all the bells and whistles you could put on a traditional service, but we are higher and holier than other Methodist churches as well. <laughs> Is that a point to us? I don't, I don't know. Wesley's looking for where he can order the incense and the little incense, uh, <laughs> Uh, dispersers um, so that we can step up our game just a little bit. Uh, It'd be fun. Let's do that. Right. I'm all for it. The, we, we trust the children with candles to, to light the the altar candles, right? So we can give them burning incense and let them fling it around the room. It'll be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. <laughs> this is a first for us. We have an upset. Yes. We have a tie. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, I wasn't ready for that. An even tie. Maundy Thursday, first Sunday of Advent, 50-50. Wow. So, since we didn't think through this or create a tiebreaker format ahead of time, as I look, there are three of y'all, and so each one of you will vote. Oh, geez. And how I'll you vote try. will set it uh, as to who goes forward, Maundy Thursday or the first Sunday of Advent. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that we should allow the, you know, two guests of the podcast to put their votes in first. I think, I think that this is one that I'm going to kind of be swayed on a little bit because I think uh, starting a couple of weeks ago, I would have always been, give me the, give me the day with the title, right? Give me Monday, Thursday, that has the actual title. But I think that missed what uh, Daniel put into it for us with the first Sunday of Advent with the lighting of the candles. And these actually have not titles on the liturgical year, on the liturgical calendar, but they have titles that we give them based on uh, the candles that we light each and every Sunday. Um, and so while I completely understand and somebody can argue with me back and forth about why Monday, Thursday should win, uh, I think my vote is going to actually be for the first Sunday in Advent for this one. I wrote my down my vote before he started talking. I did the same first Sunday of Advent. Uh, it's one that I remember doing. You always lit the candles. We might not have had Monday Thursday service, but we always lit the candles. Well, I I won't make it a unanimous vote. My vote is still Monday Thursday because communion. Oh. It is where we get the practice of communion. That isn't so Monday Thursday to me extends into every first. Sunday of the month as well. Man, I, uh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad to say that Wesley and Matt were both right. And so, <laughs> oh, uh, oh my goodness. And, and, and Melissa, we I mean, are the authors of a book called Hope is Found. It's the Hope <laughs> Sunday. Okay. Yeah, like, it, I still, I love Hope Sunday, but communion communion 
Like we hope is embedded into everything we do. Okay, fine. I'm writing it down. It's official. <laughs> if you think we're wrong, no matter who you think is wrong, let us know. Share that in the comments, please. Uh, we'd love to further this conversation. And, and that, because that was part of our aim here, right? Is to engage in a, in a conversation and learn and grow together. Uh, matchup number seven, All Saints Day versus Pentecost. This was one we highlighted last week as one that is a potential uh, upset or um, just one where things would be tight. And it fail, It did not fail us. It lived up to its hype. All Saints Day, that day of profound personal and communal remembrance of, of the saints who have gone before, right? That great cloud of witnesses who surrounds us, this, this day of, of both healing and celebration kind of all at the same time. And then Pentecost, the birthday of the church, right? The, the day in which the Holy Spirit uh, filled the, the community with tongues of fire in which, you know, the, the, the gospel truth of Christ is, is proclaimed in all the languages of the land, right? All Saints Day and Pentecost. When we asked people why All Saints Day and Pentecost, um, we, we got kind of what we would expect, right? We, we have profound sentiment that we love remembering the ones who have gone before us, right? That's that sentiment, Wesley, that you highlighted for us last week that you thought would be profound in this spirit and space. Uh, and, and then we've got the, the tongues of fire, as scripture says, right, that comes down. I, I think the folks who, who gave us the food answer earlier came through again with a one word response, just fire. Uh, why, why Pentecost? fire uh it's all you need it's all you need that wins yeah um so for the second time in our history oh no we have another tie oh my goodness 50 50 I, all saints day and pentecost woo. um i know what melissa's picking right? we know what i'm picking i picked my vote went to pentecost there is fire there is passion there is excitement and you know this whole thing that I feel called to in my life by God to be involved and love the church well enters into the world and its fullness in this moment so yeah my vote goes to Pentecost all right the flower crown lives on anyone voting against me in this speak now matt what do you say uh so i think i'm going to agree with melissa and vote pentecost so i was going to let you vote first because i was going to be the tiebreaker but like i read comic books growing up and so reading and hearing the stories of pentecost of like flaming tongues of fire and fire came down i always envisioned like a godzilla type moment like fire came out of somebody's mouth so that's you know how can you vote against godzilla Oh my goodness. Can we please, Matt, can you do the like kids time for Pentecost this year? Because I think a comic book inspired kids time for Pentecost is probably the best idea I've ever heard for a Pentecost uh, kids time. Well, I'll, I'll pull the Melissa this time and I'm not going to make it a unanimous vote because my vote would have been and will be for All Saints Day. However, if we were allowed the last couple of years, like Melissa wanted to have fireworks in the church, my vote probably would have been swayed. However, I will do kids time at a cost. All Saints Day for me, it just goes back to obviously you could you could you could probably feel my my leaning last week on, you know, how important, you know, All Saints Day is and not necessarily because 
you know, there's only been uh, a couple people that I have lost in my life where those those have been remembered. But seeing and feeling uh, that that space where we we toll the bell and the flowers are up there and, and all the families and we mention and and we I get to celebrate that they're up there and up up in heaven with Jesus rejoicing. Um, that's an amazing day for me. I love it. I love the hymns that surround it. And so that that would be my vote. But Pentecost is the winner. I get it. <laughs> I love your if I had had a vote too, we would have been tied again and we'd have to call Judy in the other room. So <laughs> right. um, from, from a from a history of the church standpoint, I don't think you can argue against Pentecost from a lived reality within the faith community. And, um, you know, I think All Saints Day has a profound place for so many of our folks. Um, and it may be that it's got an even more profound place for me this year coming out of the year we've all experienced, right? And and the loss that has been profound, not just in our local community, but across the world, that that kind of, uh, I think All Saints will have a special place. It did last year, and I think it'll continue this year. But for the purposes of our bracket, Pentecost moves on. And uh, I have to X out on my bracket where I got one wrong. <laughs> our final matchup uh, today, Christmas Day versus Epiphany, the 8-9 Ooh, what we anticipated as the closest matchup of the day, uh, which really cannot technically be the closest matchup of the day, it can only tie for that, right? We've had two ties already. Um, this is the one that, you know, again, like last week we had the conversation about, you know, within our cultural practices of Christmas Day, we don't think of Christmas Day being oriented towards church. So, you know, is it nostalgia and family practices that I believe a lot of our folks do have their own family practices that, you know, carry it with them in Christmas Day? Or is it going to be, you know, epiphany, you know, a day that we do traditionally think of, this is a day that I'm in church? It, it is a hard choice. As somebody replied in our comment section, hard choice. Both involve gifts. Uh, <laughs> that's a good response too it is um in a close matchup in what would have been the closest matchup of our first round 60 40 in favor of uh christmas day really? christmas day wow. carries, carries the day so and, and i'd love as we look into next round uh to hear what people's, you, Melissa, you mentioned people's personal family experiences and practices on Christmas Day. I'd love to hear what those are uh, beyond eating way too much food and tearing open too many presents and um, sleeping in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> or maybe I'm just revealing our family practice uh, more than we should. So that is, those were our matchups. We are down to our Elite Eight, and our matchups are, if you're keeping track at home, Easter versus Christmas Day. Wow, that's going to be a... It'll be good. Ash Wednesday versus Good Friday. That's going to be a good one, too. Christmas Eve versus <clears throat> Pentecost. Double flames, right? Just what kind of flames? I was about uh, to say fire. Fire day. <laughs> the fire bracket. <laughs> uh, and then Palm Sunday versus the first Sunday of Advent. Hosanna versus Hope. Um, see how it goes. Any thoughts on those brackets beyond fire day? Uh, on the matchups that we've got coming up? I think Ash Wednesday versus Good Friday is going to be really interesting. Um, you know, good one. Yeah, and it, it kind of, to me, it's kind of like one of our previous matchups. Ash Wednesday, you know, is the day we remember that we 
will die. And Good Friday is the day that we remember that Christ did die before Easter. So we got the Christ fire bracket and the death bracket. Okay. Yeah. Death bracket, fire bracket. I love it. You got mortality and fire. And then you've got, I mean, Christmas Day and Easter. I think, I mean, I know sort of liturgically Christmas Eve has always kind of taken precedent over Christmas Day in our lived practice. But Christmas Day is the actual birthday of Jesus. You have kind of birth and rebirth in the same bracket too. (laughs) Right. Um, and, And so we got fire, we got death, we got birth now, and we got hope and Hosanna. So, you know, it's it's going to be tight or yeah, at least it'll I, be great. it'll be some lots of internal wrestling. It'd be interesting to see if that plays out in the voting or if just it's a harder decision on each one for everybody who votes. Uh, if you want to help us send folks to the final four, go to fumcclemer.com slash podcast. You can click the link there to vote on these matchups um, and make sure you share this. If you know a church nerd that really loves this kind of stuff or just somebody who loves Jesus and kind of likes Easter or Christmas or or maybe even wave some palms on Palm Sunday, share it with them and invite them to engage. I think this is a, a great way for us to, to kind of grow together and kind of see where we are and what days uh, of the year speak most fully to our soul. Anybody have any final parting shots for us on, on this day? Matchups that surprised you, a thing you want, if you didn't leave uh, without saying you're going to be frustrated later. I'll eventually get over the fact that Matt and Wesley voted against Monday, Thursday, but not today. <laughs> yeah, I'll, look, say- I'll look you in the eye real hard on a, this upcoming Sunday, Communion Sunday. This is the body broken for you, Wesley. The blood of Christ shed for you, Matt. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then, and when we light the first hope candle, I'll make sure this uh, this Advent to look over at you and say, That's "Look right. at the hope that we have, Pastor <laughs> Melissa. This is the hope." Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And thanks again to B. Wesley Vance and Matt Molden for hopping on with us today, live from Cleburne High School. We're thankful for your presence with us. And now that we have gathered together, I want to give you an invitation to grow, an invitation to, to dive even more deeply as we move farther into the bracket to these days that we think we know a lot about and we may have experienced a lot about. Take the five minutes, the 10 minutes to pick one of these days and watch one of the videos we've linked on our website to learn a little bit more about its history and about its practice so that that when we get to the great debates, because they will continue and they will be greater as we go forward, right? Uh, it won't just involve pastoral uh, shade being thrown during communion going forward. It, we're going to get touchy, uh, you know, in terms of people's feelings and experiences on these, these days that push us closer and closer to that final matchup. Um, do your homework. Spend a little time deep diving into one of these days that you want to learn more about. And we'd love for you to share what you've learned and share why that has taken on greater meaning in your life. And now go receive this benediction, a blessing that's meant to be lived out this week. May you encounter God this week in the deep conversations that bring laughter 
and competition and friendships. May you go to encounter a God who is full of life and can be found on these beautiful holy days in the most ordinary of days as well. May you go in peace. Amen. Amen.